welcome to the May 2010 Immigration Solutions In Focus podcast. For more information on any of our articles or to become a client of Immigration Solutions, please head to our website at www.immigrationsolution.net. From there, you can navigate to our blog, news ad articles, and our contact page. We begin this podcast with an exciting announcement. Immigration Solutions is launching a global immigration division. Immigration Solutions is proud to now offer global immigration services. Our new global immigration services offers a comprehensive yet streamlined approach to fulfilling corporate global immigration needs. When making a choice for a global partner, many organizations feel they only have two choices, to choose a firm that fits their budget or to choose a firm that offers personalized services. Through our international network of global immigration experts, Immigration Solutions can offer services that are low cost and high touch. Gone are the days of compromising your budget for a high touch service. Our global immigration services focus on visas for foreign countries. We secure all the appropriate immigration documents so your employees can legally live and work in a foreign country. We secure the work permit entry visa and residence permit as applicable for each location. We offer personalized services such as accompanying an employee to medical exams and local registration appointments. If you're sending an employee to a country that requires legalization, not to worry. Our experts are well versed in securing apostles and authentications. Additional services also include business visa assistance to meet your short-term travel needs. In the forthcoming days and months, we'll be adding global immigration material to our website, global corner to our newsletter, and global immigration updates on our current blog. We are excited to offer this new product line and look forward to assisting you with your global immigration needs. If you have an immediate need or would like to consult with our office or request a proposal for services, please email us directly at global at immigrationsolution.net. We look forward to doing business with you. Our first piece will cover the Senate Democrats' release of immigration reform proposal. Partisan haranguing took place on April 28, 2010, with the Senate Democrats' release of their version of a 26 comprehensive immigration reform draft for overhauling the nation's immigration laws, entitled Conceptual Proposal for Immigration Reform. The Republicans immediately attacked it and criticized the Democrats for taking a partisan approach. The draft includes a proposal to create a process to legalize an estimated 12 million undocumented immigrants in the United States and overhaul U.S. visa programs to bring foreign workers into the country to meet business needs. It also calls for a new visa class, specifically for provisional workers. Meanwhile, White House Press Secretary Robert Gibbs said the President telephoned some Republican senators this week to ask them to support immigration reform. The calls were to keep a promise he made to Senator Lindsey Graham, stating, We are going to need both Republicans and Democrats. However, Democratic leaders appear increasingly to be laying the groundwork to bring an all-Democratic immigration reform bill to the Senate floor. Representative Sheila Jackson Lee said lawmakers will not be intimidated by Graham's threat to walk away from negotiating other legislation if immigration reform advances. I will say to him, So what, she says. We will not be intimidated by you. It was the Democrats that had promised immigration reform, but both parties are in different ways courting both the Latino community and the immigrant community for votes. So shouldn't both parties be held accountable? You can't have it both ways. As we've all expected, the stage is set for quite a dramatic and compelling uphill road where immigration reform is concerned. We will continue to report on this regularly. We now move to an excerpt from What You Should Know About Family-Based Immigration Petitions, 
by Robert Dupont Esquire. Immigration law has evolved into several areas of practice, including removal defense, employment-based visa petitions, family-based visa petitions, naturalization, and asylum. This article provides an overview of the family-based practice and basic concepts with regard to immigrant and non-immigrant visa petitions available to individuals. Fiancés and spouses, the K visas. Many individuals seek to sponsor a spouse or fiancé who is living overseas. This can be accomplished through a K-1 fiancé or a K-3 spousal visa. These are technically non-immigrant visas which admit the individual for a limited purpose. For the K-1 fiancé visa, the individual is admitted to the U.S. for the purpose of marriage to the U.S. citizen petitioner and filing of the immigrant visa petition. The K-3 visa is filed by persons who have already married overseas, have filed an I-130 immigrant visa petition, and seek admission of the husband or wife to the U.S. while the petition is pending. Family-based I-130 immigrant visa petitions. Immigrant visa petitions may be filed either by a legal permanent resident petitioner or U.S. citizen petitioners. I-130 immigrant visas may be filed by legal permanent residents for their children or spouses. Assuming there is non-opportunity to have that person enter the U.S. as a follow-to-join applicant, U.S. citizen parents may petition their children regardless of age or marital status. There are, however, different visa categories governing when these individuals may obtain an immigrant visa depending on their age and marital status. Eligible immediate relatives. Legal permanent residents, green card holders, may petition a wife or child of any age. As stated earlier, it is preferable to bring a derivative spouse or child under the age of 21 to the United States in a follow-to-join status. If this is not possible, then lawful permanent residents may petition the wife or child and expect a waiting period of four years or longer. Children over the age of 21 can reasonably expect a waiting period of up to eight years. A U.S. citizen, either U.S. born or naturalized, may petition a wife or child under the age of 21 with no waiting period. Stepchildren, as long as marriage to the parent took place before the age of 18, also fit this category. For unmarried children over the age of 21, waiting periods can range from six or more years depending on the country of origin. U.S. citizens may petition the parent with no waiting period. Citizens may also petition brothers and sisters who fall into the least desirable fourth preference category with a waiting period of 10 or more years. Finally, we have the marriage penalty. For immigration authorities, marriage provides an important distinction between dependent children and children no longer closely associated with or dependent upon their parents. Immigrants should be aware that there is a significant marriage penalty for children whose legal permanent resident parents filed a petition for them prior to their getting married. The child's marriage effectively kills the petition, forcing a parent to refile their immigrant visa and loss of the priority date, greatly extending waiting periods for the visa. Similarly, children whose U.S. citizen parents filed an immigrant visa petition will fall into a less desirable third preference visa category upon getting married. For this article in its entirety, visit our Articles section under Recent News at our website, www.immigrationsolution.net. And now we have what's new in Canada. In order to obtain a work permit in Canada, one must have an employer who is willing to hire them and that employer must first be approved by Service Canada to hire a foreign worker. Therefore, 
Before an individual can apply for a work permit, their employer must proceed with the necessary approvals from Service Canada, which can take up to three months alone. In regard to IT professionals, there are some categories that exempt an employer from requiring an approval from Service Canada, thus allowing the applicant to apply directly for a work permit. If you have a job offer to work in Canada and require a work permit, and would like to consult with Immigration Solutions Canadian affiliate Ellen DeWitt, please contact us at info at immigrationsolutions.net. We now move to the H-1B cap update, as well as some other related information. On April 26, 2010, USCIS released its H-1B cap update, 1,025 to a general H-1B cap of 65,000, 6,739 towards the master's degree cap of 20,000. There's also more H-1B program information, which you'll be able to see in a link on our newsletter. The current annual level of H-1Bs is about the same level as in 1990, even though the U.S. gross domestic product has risen about 64%, from $8.5 trillion to $14 trillion over the past 20 years, while the demand for skilled labor, particularly in technical fields, has also risen. The market determines H-1B visa use. The National Foundation for American Policy has examined previous years, and it is clear that the business climate determines the use of H-1B visas. When Congress raised the limit to 195,000 a year in 2002 and 2003, in both years fewer than 80,000 visas were issued against the cap, leaving 230,000 H-1B visas unused in two years. Firms did not hire more H-1Bs in those years just because the cap was higher. Research shows that H-1B visa holders are important to innovation, entrepreneurship, and job creation in America. While the annual flow of H-1Bs representing only 0.06% of the U.S. labor force in 2009, arguments that H-1B professionals overwhelm the American workforce are not supported by logic or facts. Surveys of Indian and Chinese professionals who have left America show that the visa constraints play a role in their leaving the country. Exodus that will continue absent reform of our immigration laws. We'd now like to direct your attention to the Employer Compliance section of this month's newsletter. In our newsletter, we have links to several new items, including a e-verify frequently asked questions section and a new reference guide. Please visit our newsletter at www.immigrationsolution.net to see these links and other information we've included about employer compliance. And that brings this month's podcast to a close. Please remember that Immigration Solutions provides U.S. and global visa services to individuals and employers throughout the USA and abroad. We specialize in business immigration and have a depth of experience in the IT, healthcare, and arts and entertainment sectors, amongst others. Our services include complex business visas for investors, multinational managers, and outstanding individuals in science, business, education, athletics, and entertainment, as well as PERM labor certification. We additionally provide employer compliance consulting services on proper I-9, employment eligibility verification, auditing, training, and development of compliance policies and regulations. We offer these services as well to government contractors and advise on FAR E-Verify enrollment and compliance issues. We look forward to designing an immigration program for you that uniquely meets your specific needs and requirements. If you like the newsletter, sign up to receive our blog and podcasts through iTunes. If you'd like to be a client of our office, please contact us through our site, www.immigrationsolution.net.